are listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice, a JRPG Games Club podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 7, and we are going to be finishing our discussion of Disc 1. That'd be going from Edar Flem to Apoena Tower. I'm Matt, and still with us is Chris Taylor, the Mad Monk, Fletcher Arnett, and Garrett. So anyway, the next morning, we regroup at Anastasia's room, where at this point, we're all concerned about you know, the giant city thing that was just made. And then Karen's like, hey, by the way, giant point of no return. You should maybe do some side quests and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But before that, we got we to gotta loot. Resp- and then, well, and then I say, I'm loot, too dumb for this. That can't stop me. I can't read. <laughs> yeah. First, we go back to the roof where the boss battle was with Veronica, and we pick up uh, a silver angel, which um, is used to get Anastasia's best weapon. And then we go go into Respian's room. Where uh-huh. There's two items by the bed. One of them's a tissue. Immediately next to the bed, like in my Animal Crossing house. <laughs> and then one of them is one of Veronica's BDSM outfits. And um, that's used you... for something. Okay, okay. Well, they call it like a black ribbon or something. Uh, but like, it's... Is it used for something? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's what this next paragraph is about. Uh, no, <laughs> that's but, what I'm about to get mad about. But go for oh, it. I haven't, I haven't scrolled down. Okay. But like this oh, presumes no. uh, this presumes that there is like uh, she has multiple versions of that outfit. And also she left one in there. Is it probably in that scene where, they, where she woke up? I don't know. Like how many of these like outfits does she have? I don't know. How many pairs of pants do you have? I mean, the, so when you turn this in too, like it's implied that like. It, it it's like quote unquote used at this point because like it wasn't washed and brings up stuff about that. Uh-huh. Oh, it's just yeah. bad all around. It's not good. So like let's let's talk about this. We, we have made to? mention of this early on about the stud cards and the dresses. There's six elemental ones, and I just said at the time we're coming back to the bonus dresses. There are three extra stud cards and three extra dresses. They are dual elemental. Uh Uh-huh. In the U.S. version, there are only three of these. Yeah, I was going to say there's a fourth one. (laughs) If you could call it a dress. All of them are uncomfortably horny, which is a state of dress. They repeatedly assure us this doll is now sexy. This (laughs) one, Black Queen tells us in its description that it is a masochist's dream and we need to kneel before her, swine. Mm-hmm. There is a tenth dress in the director's cut. It kind of shits on everything on every level because it's an emperor's new clothes riff, which has no properties. It's a naked dead daughter doll. And the bonus stud card that unlocks it, if you have Shadow Hearts data on your memory card, is based on one of the NPCs from that game who was a holy swordsman who is now just completely in the buff and makes one of the Magimels really happy. Uh It's great. It's just perfect on every level. I hate it. And I equipped it immediately because it is the best one you have (laughs) at the time. Uh, Black Queen, I presume. Black Queen, yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, not the the naked one because we don't have that on this version. But uh, yeah, when you go to the uh, the like wiki page for uh, Cornelia, the art of Cornelia is also a new doll, and it's a new doll looking, trying to look very sexy. 
and it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, this uh, and I, like there's something about the way the doll's animations look in this particular outfit, which looks basically like Veronica's outfit. Yeah. I think they reuse some of her animations for the modeling. Yeah, yeah, because there's definitely like some weird chest heaving and ass wiggling that they add to the doll that is very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm I I equipped it, but I never had Geppetto in my party after so, so I did not see any of this. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. I, I guess uh, it's a, a good, good skill too, which basically means you're going to be using it. No, because I have Anastasia now, who's just the mage. Well, I have well, two yeah, mages. You replace Blanco. Don't with... count anymore. You replace Blanco with Anastasia, and then you also have Geppetto. Yeah, that's that's what I have. Uh, that's what I'm rolling with. Yeah, the the attack is called Passion, and it just it drops a giant um like jack o' lantern, which actually that kind of that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's just it's a lot. I just wanted to be on the record that I hate this. Yeah, it sucks. Although, like, you know what? You know what? If you are RPing Geppetto, like he would totally do this, right? Because like he's the perv. Like that's his character. It's, it's just the fact that there are so many layers to the. If it was one degree less extra, I would perhaps be like, all right, whatever it keeps. But it's dressing up a doll in the image of his dead daughter uh-huh. that causes it to strut around uh-huh. and the text being kneel before her swine. These are direct quotes. I'm not yeah. making any of this up. No, it's not good. Like <laughs> seven layers is too many. <laughs> this is a seven layer dip of awful. Speaking of awful on our way out of the palace, we get to talk to a guy named prosperous Gorby. Like, I'm sorry your parents didn't love you and called you that. Dude, do you he, not get that joke? No. Gorbachev. Oh, motherfuck. Yeah, I got it right <laughs> as I said no. Yeah. <laughs> Buddy. That's why okay. he's the capitalist. Mm-hmm. Fair. <laughs> uh, I never ran into him before now. So he sells new weapons for everyone, but Joachim... Dude, Joachim goes too long without a weapon upgrade. Yeah. I didn't get one this entire section. He goes another, like, 30 seconds. I know, I'm just saying, you've been using that earthen pipe for a long time, and, like, he does not do enough damage for a while. That's what I was saying, yeah. Uh, off mic. He also has a uh, incredibly handy uh, accessory called Wheel Power, which stops a sanity point drain, uh, which keeps enemies from doing it to you. It does not stop your natural erosion over turns, or presumably fusions. Yeah, you could pick yeah. up a willpower somewhere in this stretch of the game because I have one, but I forgot where it I got is it. It's inside of Edith Flame. That makes sense. Yeah. So when you leave, a uh, brief cutscene will play before giving you the world map access. Uh, Nikolai has now made his way to the floating castle. This is where he confronts Rasputin and comically does not know he's possessed yet. Uh huh. Rasputin has gone from like gray skin to explicitly being like a corpse animated by the demons of hell. And uh, he's no longer playing at power. His plan is to uh, scourge Europe, Asia, then America, uh, g- just eliminating all life with his demons. And time is no longer a concern. It takes one year, 100 years, 200 years. It doesn't matter to me. Nikolai's a little bit unhappy about it. And Rasputin... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to read our notes verbatim. And <laughs> yeah, this goes, one's not a direct quote. Yeah, Rasputin no. goes, quote, oh, is baby mad? Baby's pissed he can't backstab me for the throne because now I want to end his life. Yeah, I knew your plan, idiot. 
uh, Nikolai says the throne is his anyway because he's the Tsar's bastard, which is not how succession works. And that Rasputin will lose to Yuri because Rasputin is weak-willed and just a puppet of his demonic master. Yuri, though, he's a human who has conquered a demon, sort of like the guy right in front of you. And he just, like, flexes his Super Saiyan aura and Rasputin goes, Ah, well, uh, we'll have to fight about it later, but let's have a blood offering of the God Slayer first. Yeah, like, it's very much like, oh, that's where Astaroth is. We've already mentioned Astaroth. I'm like, oh, there it is. And also, like, we can't we can't fight, or we would deprive the player of boss fight. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> For what it's worth, you can also intuit this is the Astaroth because how else would Nikolai get onto the flying thing with the airship blown up other than his own wings? I yeah, sure, sure. I believe. But dare you use logic? Just saying. I, I actually like that touch. Imagine how much cooler Astaroth would have seemed like if he had just killed Rasputin and destroyed the fortress. Uh huh. Yeah, no, that that yeah, it would be great is if he didn't have to do the next uh, dungeon, <laughs> if he just destroyed it for you. New new dungeon, okay. Yeah, the uh, also uh, like one thing, Rasputin. Oh, I did not br- find this. I bought this, which is why I was complaining about Joachim. Oh, I yeah. I did I didn't fish, buy fish 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 fish. I didn't <laughs> I didn't find it, nor did I buy it. So like this kind of sucked for me. Yeah, I thought you had to get this one. I'm sorry. No, you don't. Uh, well, no, I didn't. You, I, I also didn't read the notes. I was just. Playing. I didn't get to buy this until right before the boss fight. I went through the whole next dungeon with the earth and. Oh no! Same. Oh Jesus, Oh no! Man. Oh, I went through the end. Yeah, of I was this... wondering what you were talking about. I, I went through the yeah. end of this section with the earthen pipe, <laughs> buddy. Oh no! <laughs> it's not good. Uh, yeah. So, well, also um, one thing uh, Rasputin specifically calls out is that. Um, Nikolai me? Nikolai is um motivated by the by his mother because his mother eventually died and orphaned him and so like that is part of his motivation of getting revenge is also for his uh for his mom. Yeah, he wants revenge on the Tsar, his father who kind of fucked his family. Well, I mean literally. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, anyway, uh when you go outside the palace as we mentioned, uh Joachim, you can find a man-sized frozen tuna and uh declares it a new perfect weapon and uh by the way yeah tunas are huge if you didn't know that tunas are fucking massive i had this is this is the day i found out yesterday about how large tunas really are (laughs) they're like 800 pounds they're insane i looked at that i'm like how do you fit that in the can (laughs) 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 they're not fucking like sardines chris (laughs) there's a reason that people don't notice dolphins in the net dude uh-huh. <laughs> or they choose that makes to ignore a lot it more sense that makes a lot more sense to me because i've also thought about that before I'm like how do you not know that you know it's yeah very, you catch it's, a, you catch a, like baleen whales in there <laughs> you know it's very funny like here in, in america we're so used to like tuna fish being like the one of the cheapest foods you can buy and it's the chicken of the sea yeah, it's 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 the chicken of the sea. It's like what like economists say to use like, oh, this is a thing that like people buy more of when they have less money. It's <laughs> like it's considered a really cheap food. Like when I went to Japan, the tuna was the almost the most expensive thing out of like all the regular fish you could get at a sushi restaurant because like it's actually pretty expensive and hard to get. And it's probably because they have to like catch these big fuck off tunas and there's not that many left out there that have been overfished. But anyway, like if you look at the library explanation of why this tuna is how it is, they reveal that the tuna never thaws because, quote, 
a tuna this is that, incredible because it is quote a tuna that suffered from an incurable disease and swam into a suspended animation device to be revived in a time when it could be cured. <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> that's they wrote real. That. I'm glad that somebody is. thought, why is this tuna always frozen? The aliens <laughs> that's, did it. That's not how yeah. freezing works. Also, why is there why what is the situation where there is a suspended animation device in a position where a tuna can swim into it? Even accepting all of the premises of that. How does a tuna know if it has an incurable disease? Uh, oh, I don't think seen... I don't think the tuna knew. That's <laughs> that is a logical leap, my friend. <laughs> oh, you're right. I guess I guess yeah. I'm just saying, man. I'm thinking of Jones. <laughs> this is right next to R three and and the space alien. Clearly, they did it. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So yeah. Uh, one of the things you really should do is uh, go back to Geppetto's apartment, uh, where his landlady is waiting for him, uh, demanding rent. She's a lottery member number 10, and uh, you definitely want to get her best reward, which is a crest. This comports with my impression of landlords where they're dumb enough to take rent in the form of scratch-offs. Uh-huh. <laughs> that it's was pat- probably one of my favorite side quests in Yakuza Kiwami so far, is a dude mugs you. And starts running off, and when you finally track him down, you're like, give me my money back. And he goes, well, I, I spent it all on lottery tickets. We won't know if I can pay you back for, like, a day. <laughs> so you take the lottery <laughs> tickets. <laughs> you don't get to. You just Aww. beat the hell out of him. <laughs> That's great. Yes. Yeah, uh, and with this, I, I forget which crest, the, which, do we know which crest this is offhand? Uh, I can find it within a moment. Keep going. This one will help you uh, complete the Wilderness of War part of the map, which is great. I definitely was missing some stuff. Alices. Alices, yep. Yeah, and uh, there's also uh, one more thing. You can go to the uh, junk dealer in Paris, at the uh, cathedral part of Paris, and uh, he'll say that, oh, uh, Geppetto, I got that thing you were looking for. Uh, can I have 10,000 cash? <laughs> and you say yes or no. And uh, I I did not buy this. I actually found this. I was too poor. I, I had the money. I had a lot. Well, I, I I didn't realize how much money I was going to be getting in the next dungeon. So I decided not to do this because it said that uh, this is called the silver chair. It's for Geppetto only. It raises. Apparently, it raises all of his attack and defense, which I didn't know because the description of it just says it allows other people to defend him if he gets attacked. And I'm like, that's not worth 10,000. The library description of this is also another top tier one because uh-huh. it is described as a comfortable chair that causes the young to respect you and the old to pay homage. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So I, I will go back and get this now that I know that it's actually very good. Uh, and I have like more money than I can possibly spend except for that one crest that I have to go buy. <laughs> Yeah, if you're using Geppetto, this is just a straight across-the-board stat boost for the guy. Where is that crest? Because I have the money for it. That's the thing I told you to it's, save money for you got to talk to a... the drunk guy by the staircase. Um, in the secret entrance. Yeah. Wait, isn't he in Petrograd? Yeah, he's in, yeah, Petrograd. He's in Petrograd. Okay. Oh, there's a I... lot of drunk guys by stairs, I guess. Yeah, and again, I thought that that was going to happen in Japan, so like, I finished this section being like, I, I hope I got to keep at least 1,000K, or like 100K, and it's like, oh, nope, I could have already spent that. Uh... So, if you return to the Gorham Valley at this point, the next tier of trials has opened. 
Uh, this is the point where Sarah lets slip that these were put together on King Solomon's orders, so apparently that dude isn't dead. If you can clear the monk tier of trials now, these are some oddball accessories that are very situational but might be handy to you, because they include the gold necklace, which is basically just used for grinding. It doubles the encounter rate. The step doubler, which makes the pedometer rise twice as fast if you put it on the same person. And the mind's eye, which doubles physical attack but makes the hit area invisible on the ring. The I could put this on Joachim. Yeah, everyone puts this on Joachim. Well, the mind's eye is game-breaking. I have Joachim's memorized at this point. Like, I could do it without looking at the screen. Like, yeah, with with five, it's got a really nice rhythm to it, because it's just like, ta-ta-ta-ta. Especially, ta, ta, ta. especially if you widen them out, and it's just yeah. press this button at this equal spacing five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have Gambler oh, yeah, on, Or you just Gambler it, and you only have to hit yeah. it once. I don't want to do that, though. <laughs> like, the mind's eye will turn Joachim from, I'm very strong, to, I fist-fought God and won. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally... Double his attack. Do we do we know what uh, triggers this? Because I went back to the Gorome Valley and she didn't have any new um, trials for me. Well, did you not clear the last set? I did. You don't, no, have you to don't even have to clear the, the last set for these. They should have been after Idar Flam uh, appears. Okay, I'll 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 check it again because uh, I think I did it before going to a uh, uh, point tower. Fucker, this Edgar accessory seems real great. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, before leaving Petrograd, please visit Edgar one more time. The you lens get an, is awesome. Yeah, you get one of the best accessories for Anastasia in the game, the panoramic lens, which turns her photography skill into something that hits everyone on the battlefield at once. I so wish move. I had this. I so wish I had this. <laughs> it's real good. There is also a cutscene where you have a weird dream of Nikolai who is saying, come work with me, Karen. Come on. This could be great. And she just flat out goes, fuck you. Fuck this. Fuck off. Mm -hmm. And wakes up realizing that he is not, in fact, in the room with her. And she's just asleep on the floor in Edgar's shop. And like Nikolai saying, like, oh, his heart belongs to another woman. He can't give you what you need. And what a woman really needs is warmth, love, multiple orgasms. He can't give that to you. But I can. she does straight up go, you gaslighting piece of shit. Does that work on all the ladies? So, So the question is, is this an actual, like... He's reaching out to her, or is this like yes. an actual dream sequence? Because well, like, something this is, is an wrong. actual Astaroth. Something is wrong with oh, her I anyway, right? Like she's very susceptible. If you remember the thing in the uh, the dungeon that hasn't come back yet. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. When did she hurt her grandmother? Yeah, yeah. There's a reason they keep talking about. I see why he wanted you by his side. Because she's hot. Um. Yeah. There's more to that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we're pointing out is like uh-huh. there, there's something going on here yeah yeah she really like sees through his his ruse and just like you, you know you're just using people for for a purpose and like yeah like yeah, you fooled me once fucko why would i do this again yeah like what what is it can, that you could offer like even it, it just feels really weird because like the the romantic overtones of this just come out of nowhere and that's why she just calls him out directly. Does this work on all the women you try and manipulate? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, she said like, oh, you you use your uh, you know your personality and your good looks to get by. Is isn't that how you got here? It basically, just calls him a fuck boy. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty yep. great, and yeah, he's just wailing her name as the dream ends. Yeah, in, in Nikolai's defense, you definitely use your personality when interacting with women. So, uh, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, like broadly speaking, he's okay. he's very you know charismatic, I guess. So then we go to eat our flame and it sucks and it should feel bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, this dungeon is so much. I hate it. It's a lot. Um, Good yes. news. It's the only dungeon thus far that will destroy itself upon completion. Good. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are there crests in here that are like missable? No. Thank no, God. No. There's some good items, though. I don't care about that. Yeah, there's some nice power-ups, but there are no crests or things that you would need for 100%. Okay. So, aesthetically, this place is kind of neat. Like, it's kind of Geiger-esque, and, like, there's weird, like, bioorganic stuff going around. Yeah, it's it's basically a dead spaceship, is what it looks like. Yeah. But then, like, these quarters are blocked off by these giant egg web things that hatch in a mess of, uh... How do you say this enemy name? Giga... Giga Filaria. Giga Filaria. And they suck. Uh-huh. Because if you don't get to go first, um, they're going to buff themselves to no end, like the deer. Uh-huh. And... It, it's the same thing, except this time it's speed. They all just yeah. do uh, Arc Gale. And so I, I don't know how Arc Gale works if you have, like, if it stacks if for every cast of it. Uh, that that can't be possible because otherwise this would be an impossible fight. Right. Yeah, they don't I, stack. It does not, just it does not stack, and it is not a it is not double the rate necessarily at which you get turns. It's a modifier on your speed stat, which is why it's um less effective on like Yoakim than it is on anyone faster right. than him. Yeah, but like they will every single one of them will speed each other up, and then they'll start doing it again because they're so fast they get another turn. <laughs> And yeah. then they also slow you down. Yeah, yeah. This is the point in the game where I'm like, oh, I should use magic in random encounters and not save. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I, yep. I was just, like, punching everything until this point. They're also surprisingly tanky. They are. Like, this dungeon, uh, you get a fuck ton of money and a fuck ton of experience. Yeah. So, like, but by the end of this, I gained, like, 80,000 cash and then also like at least five levels it's a real slog though like the first half it's of this really sloggy is so yeah. big yeah. like the quarters just go on forever and it sucks too because like like those uh those worm guys okay it's one thing that they move really they're very fast and they can buff each other to get faster and uh, they can slow you down but they also hit for like 80 damage yeah and if you have like six of them and they all decide like they often do to kill your weakest character, they'll kill your weakest character in a yeah. round easily. Yeah, there's a lot of bullshit that happens with these guys. 
Yeah, I definitely game overed on one segment because I just had a they they ambushed me and I just got fucked. Yep, that checks. Also, yeah. there's a there's an enemy in here where um, Anastasia can get her. I assume second summon. I don't think you can get any more before here. Yeah, you get it from the lizard motherfucker who looks like a Final Fantasy X escapee. He, yeah, yeah. You know what? He looks like uh, something from like Final Fantasy Thirteen had one, something like this, right? Like the the wolf guys or like the some of the dog creatures with no. Uh, this spines. is the lizard. This is the lizard with the spine, which is just a ten enemy. They're the guys oh, that yeah. just hits. And you basically um, gotcha. get the equivalent of the gravity spell. Oh, except it works on mini bosses where it should not. Mm-hmm. I didn't know yeah. that. That's pretty dope. I did not actually know the thing Chris found out at the end of this because I know bosses are immune to it. I didn't know that the thing we're about to fight wasn't. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I tried to use it once and it missed and I'm like, I'm not using that again. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even touched it yet. The first one's just too good and I know what it does. Yeah, it's called like something press. Demanding Direct press. press. Direct, Direct press. press. Mm-hmm. Just flat out halves an enemy's HP. So good. Yeah, especially because like some of these, the, the enemies in this area, some of them are pretty nasty and some of them are surprisingly tanky. Yeah. Like my pretty much like my way getting through this is like try to nuke as many as possible in one round. But yep. like even like the, the, the Giga Falaria, even if I had like Amon like super leveled up uh, and used his uh the end spell it still would only do 80 damage when they need like 120 or something or like yeah, 110 their health was like i think it was like 145 or something really weird you got to use the laser the laser does more damage yeah but i, I don't think the end is a very good spell on a mon like i feel like it's a lot weaker than when it was used against me yeah <laughs> i'm sure it was uh it's also expensive it's like it's like 54 MP too, so it's very expensive. Yeah. The laser is like 110, and um, this... Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of the other dungeon with Agonies where the laser was incredible. Yeah. Because enemies were typically in like a group and then two uh, two lanes, and it would wind up yeah. in such a situation where Amon could take out one lane, Anastasia could take out the middle group with the big pendulum move, and then Geppetto mm-hmm. could take out one with cast, and Joaquin could take out one with a physical combo. Yeah. Yeah, surprisingly, like one of the better, like one of the better spells, um, Bright Crime, was very good for me in this one. Is that the like second tier light spell? Yeah, yes. yeah, it did like a hundred and sixty damage consistently on Anastasia, and I had it like so that she only needed 16, 16 to cast it because I just realized I was using it a lot. Gotcha. Yeah, this, yeah, you should, yeah, they, you should this, always favor like less spells, but uh way cheaper costs cheaper for sure yeah it's just like some of these the, these all these fights the, these hallways are stupid long they are they so are, goddamn long yeah they are so, so stupid long they are choke pointed by these mini boss fights which can wipe you if you're not careful and or lucky or or just unlucky yeah and you know the the one con- consolation prize is you're getting a lot of money and you're going to level up multiple times yeah i wound up uh because I'm like, oh, I'll just take the left path the whole way. And other than the one dead end, that's basically turns out to be the direct path. I think like you could almost just walk straight through it, too. Yeah, yeah. there's a there's a straightforward path. You can go all the way to the end. That's what I did. You only fight too many boss clusters on the way there. And they get to the end and the, and the brothers are there waiting for you because, of course, they are. Uh-huh. And they make mentions about how this could be the last time that we ever see each other. But, you know, there's there's a disc, too. Also, 
what's the joke I missed with how they get there? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. They the offer to give either. you a ride out. They yeah, do, they, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll take you back to the. It, I I would have considered doing that to like maybe do some other side quest stuff since I had a lot of money then. But like, I don't know if you could get a ride back to the other side, so I did decided not to do it. Yeah, you would have had to redo the whole first chunk. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I was I was so tired. Like, and I I decided to grab all the items in here. So like, this section took me like probably two to three hours. Yeah, or something like that. I'm glad we spent it's the same amount one. of time, but mine was wasted time because I'm an idiot and yours was grinding. Luckily, <laughs> the second half of this dungeon is a lot smaller and a lot simpler. You just flip some color switches and you open some doors. Yeah, yeah it's fine. And there's like one it. that's paired. It's fine. Like the, the one cool thing about it is that the floor uh, has an animation to it so that like it'll it'll move like yeah. in a very Geiger-esque manner. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, but that's like the one cool thing about it. It's luckily short, and thank God. <laughs> yeah, and also like you, I think the battles are easier in the in the second section. You you get fewer like six to eight. Yeah, uh, I think I think like mobs. the number is down. It's because you're like leveling up off of all those mini bosses, dude. That helps too. Yeah, because I I started running in this section. I just started running away because I'm like I'm tired of fighting these things. I've already done all the fights that I wanted to do. See, I I try to run away from some battles, and it's just like you can't run away. So I'm like, well, guess I'm never gonna try running away again. The only time I have ever run away from encounters was when I had to go back down the tower to get that crest from the 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 platforms in Apoena, and then on the way back up, I'm like, I'm not gonna fight these four extra encounters. Fuck you for putting this here. Yeah, I mean like. I definitely, I'll get to the point where I'm like, I feel like I've gotten enough levels. I have all the money I need. This is just going to take up time. I'm just going to, you know, keep going. But like, Matt, what about going. the soul points? I, I had so many soul points at that point. Because <laughs> like, lot. yeah, the, you, you do get a lot because it's like, uh, you know, because you're fighting a bunch of mini bosses that give you like, I don't know, you get at least eight, seven to eight in almost every battle. Yeah. So you're you're really stacking it up at this point. So when you clear the last area, you get a uh, a pair of mother Fularias. Uh they're like 700 HP tank worms. Uh they're just big bigger and they can do paralysis to you. I blew them up with combos. Oh, yeah. There are two sets of them in two. They can heal themselves. They're huge, very tanky, don't take a lot of damage. Uh this fight, uh, I this was finally my time to shine because I tried using direct press, so that's three fifty on each, and then I had gone all in on dark and did the tier three for dark. So Samneon has like a huge skill that did like two hundred and thirty damage each. So you're basically just two turn it two rounding this boss with uh is great. Yeah, these guys aren't bad at all. Yeah, uh, I think there's also uh there isn't there another uh ring soul nearby yeah i got this one yeah. i think i don't think there's a ring soul in here no maybe not yeah that's the next dungeon yeah it's uh, the next okay, dungeon. because okay, you can't okay, come okay. back here so that'd be a dick move if they put a ring soul in there <laughs> so honestly at, I... at, this, at this point like i have enough attack like i can't add any more attack power to yuri or Joachim, so like I don't really have that much use for the other ones, but I I did spoil myself and realize we're getting another character that I'll I was gonna use say. Them. Do you know there's another party member? 
I, I do now. Uh, I, you know how I found out? Uh, I found out when I was looking up the different skills that Geppetto gets from the, the doll's outfits. Because I, I wanted to see yeah. what... Pa- I didn't use Passion yet, so I wanted to see what it looked like. And I was like, oh, who's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> so after this mini-boss, um, you go back to the... Uh, you can either there's a save point in a hall right after, and then after that, uh, you run into Rasputin. Uh, not really running into him if you know he's going to be there. You arrive at Rasputin. The cutscene is uh, pretty good. He's declared <laughs> that, uh, he's declared that uh, even with Avon's power, you still have no chance. And that he goes into a really great monologue with some uh, very wild shit in it, uh, including the exchange where Rasputin says, "Do you really think you can defeat me?" To which Yuri replies, what do you think I'm here for? Bite me. And Rasputin goes, no, it is you who will bite me. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All-time voice dialogue exchange. Like, imagine getting professional voice actors and making them read that. Yeah, it's great. Getting hazard pay for that. <laughs> yeah, because it's too cool. They lose too many sanity points reading that dialogue. Also good uh, is uh, a lie where uh, they say, henceforth, the world will be indelibly changed in my image. Humanity will live in fear and darkness for a thousand years. And when the final human dies, I will be there laughing. And then everyone is uh, reacting uh, in horror to this, except for Yuri, who just goes, oh, good. He just wrote his own epitaph. And uh, <laughs> then we start the the boss fight. You, you One thing I got to say, uh, you know, this guy, uh, he looks very insectoid. Like, really I don't know weird. how to just, it's a really, like, it, it's got a lot of extra arms, and it looks very grub-like. The thing that I'm disappointed about this game, this is a game that has Lovecraftian, uh, you know, monsters in it, and a lot of people transforming into monsters, but they never show the transformation, except, for, I guess, Lenny. He, like, in a flash of light, but wouldn't it be really cool if we saw Rasputin, like, body morph into this guy? That's very computationally expensive and not really viable on the PS2. Oh, just do a cutscene. <laughs> That's true. Plus, this is a team that had to cut budget in places for how much effort they were putting into other things. Ah, uh, it's a shame. But like that—that's what I thought. With like this boss fight and the next boss fight was, man, it would have been really cool to see them change into this, and also, um, also Veronica too. Anyway, yeah, this fight is a can be a bit of a motherfucker, uh, especially if you don't have uh, willpowers equipped. You could have picked up a willpower in the in the dungeon because Asmodeus has uh, more than a few sanity-draining effects, and uh, they can be pretty nasty, especially if you're comboing up. And he also has a, an effect called uh, Bent Space, which is uh, him blasting a concentrated area with massive damage. It can hit multiple party members. It do- like I think all of his hits were like easily in the 200-plus damage yeah. range yeah he hits hard you, you you gotta heal up pretty much immediately after you get hit with one of those things uh and there's also one called uh evil crest which is the strongest dark spell in the game and uh it, it hits a really really wide radius and uh, this is the one that also not only does damage but decreases your special attack by 30 percent yeah th- this is a fight where you really want to use amon because he has no elemental weakness he's very fast he's got a lot it does a lot of damage so basically, like, what I did was, like, I, I arced Gailed and arced Raged, my two dudes, and then I, I basically did one combo with Yuri anchoring with a third key and did, like, 1,200 damage in a single shot, of, of which 200 damage, plus 200 damage of um, combo 
that was like the one where like I saw the combo go like, okay, that's that's a round's worth of uh, damage there. That's very good. Yeah, you're kind of if you want to maximize a combo, you're kind of forced to use multi hit spells early. Uh huh. The thing that sucks sucks though is like I had um oh god Gale Spark on uh Geppetto. And Galespark really loves to miss if the guy is anywhere off of the ground. Yeah, Galespark can miss and then it breaks your combo and it's a bad time all around. It it sucks. It's a great combo opener. Also, um, Snapshot. It's also annoying that Snapshot and uh, more annoyingly, Direct Press uh, are combo breakers. Are they? Direct Press you think would work because you have to use the rings. I could see the justification for Snapshot. Yeah. Yeah, it's not very clear what will continue a combo, I guess. I, I guess it has to be an offensive spell or just attacking, because yeah, otherwise... Yeah, but Direct Press is an offensive yeah. spell. I know, that is weird, but it's a special special move. I guess. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what would happen if you used... Like, does it break it if you try to use one of... Uh... Yoakim's Muscle Arts? Yeah, I was thinking no, of Muscle it Arts. Okay. Because I used yeah, the, that's his weird. Uh, Rush move in, in my combos a bunch. You know what? Maybe it's because the uh, Anastasia is not doing the move. It is the monster doing the move. Maybe that's the justification. But yeah, it's a this fight is challenging, but not too bad. You just got to make sure you don't get into like the healing death spiral. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I didn't have Archigale. I don't know where you get that. It might be because I missed a Wilderness of War crest. Yeah, there's a crest that has it. Um, Archigale is so good. You get a ton. You get a ton of spells when you max out an area because all your crests get extra spells, and that's where you get the good shit from. Yeah, this yeah, is I think one... that gets you Art Gale on at least one more crest. Yeah, okay. Art Gale is definitely on a crest that you can pick up by itself. Like it's just the only thing you can cast on it. And I, I remember I have it equipped because I do not. I do not yeah. look at my crest very often. I I am constantly fit. Like that's the one thing I why I don't like switching party people in and out is that I have to rearrange crests. Yeah. Uh, because I just find that very tedious. I'll throw out there a good metric for this is I will change them up at the start of every dungeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, buddy, I'm lucky if I change them up once every two play sessions for record. Wow. <laughs> See, the problem is, is I'm very limited because my uh my number one priority is to get cure for two mana that I can just spam in between every battle and then whatever. Well, I, I have that. I have that set up on like Lucia, so like she could heal outside a battle very cheaply. Because otherwise, I don't use her MP anyway. So who cares? It's just free MP at that point. Free heal battery. <laughs> it's yeah. Free heal estate. Uh-huh. I, there I, you go. Nice. I was there trying to figure it out. You're yeah, welcome. <laughs> you, you beat the both of us to it, and you did it better. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, except it's called cure. Heal is a different. Anyway, it's a. Uh, like it's wow, not a pun. <laughs> Boo. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not that not that bad of a fight. I have gotten extremely good at the ring by this point, where I get mostly perfects and a perfect mm-hmm. on Gale. Very nice. Yeah, I um, this whole stretch, I was doing Arc Gale and Arc Rage, and then hitting the perfect every single time. And so, like, yeah, you get like plus one hundred fifty six percent speed and stuff. If I had, man, dude, if I had, if I had our Gale, I would have bothered to use Rage, but as it was, I had to manually cast Gale on Fides and Yoakim. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, like, I had, I had, uh, like, Amon raged up and then also used, like, like, with the bonus Rage, like, a perfect Rage, and then used the third key at the end of a combo, so that's why I ended up doing so much damage. Yeah, third keys are real good. 
Yeah. Dude, use them. keys are even better. Use them when you got them. Go, Fletcher. So at this point, we, if you if you don't interrupt me, I will go. Well, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> so at this point, we will do. <laughs> do a fresh take. Do if you were in a, a podcast beta, you would have just kept talking over me. As an editor, I will never do that to someone. It's fine. You can just mute my track. <laughs> I do it all the time. So at this point, we've done it. Rasputin is dead, but he has one final laugh. The mistletoe court curse is a horrible walking death. Yuri's soul is being eroded, and there's no recovery. Every time you've seen a weird flashback scene with him, that is literally him losing his memories, etc., of previous games events. So, stupidly, they say this was Sapientus Gladio's final weapon against Albert, which is dumb when you realize they didn't even look for it until six months after Yuri offed that dude. If we left it to them, we would all be dead by Space God. He also tells us, conveniently enough, that Nikolai is at the Vatican, chilling in Apoena Tower to unleash the malice there. We do indeed cut to him for like 10 seconds as the party flees the fortress to see that, yep, he's just chilling beside a massive golden door in the sky. So, so basically, uh, the Catholic Church is the real enemy here. Who knew? Who knew that Catholic <laughs> guilt came from a vault in a tower? Uh-huh. Oh, it's <laughs> even better when you realize something that we're going to bring up at the end of the tower. Oh, buddy, I what? I, what? I cannot believe the retcon to world history about chemical warfare that I saw this morning. Uh-huh. Oh, uh huh. Oh, that's th- part of it. My but my, my more. wife. When my wife saw that segment, she was like, yeah, it's the combination of the Treaty of Versailles and the release of all the malice that caused the World War II and the Holocaust. As a matter of fact, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. And yeah, one more cutscene has Look, John inside They needed soul to get revenge your... on Jovis somehow. Uh-huh. And so uh, she just goes... Uh, yeah, I don't know if he's lying either, but I'm not giving up. Bye. So this kind of didn't need to be here, but sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, really, at this point, did did you think Evil Crest was cool? Do you want to cast it yourself? Yeah. Do you have 100k monies? Definitely. Because if you do, a drunk guy in Petrograd just manages to find Respion Deus's soul on the ground and will sell it to you for that much. You should probably buy it. This is the thing I told you to save money for, and I forgot about. <laughs> I thought it. Was, I thought it'd be in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It is directly after Edis Flame. Uh, well, that means I'm going to definitely go back as far as I can in my saves reasonably and go grab this. Yep. So you can grab that. Just, I'm gonna have to power through to the world map, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, you can go back to the wine cellar. Fuck you. It, I'm not going back to the wine really cellar. Want. And you can do the treasure chest game again, but. Whatever. You can get the third soul drop. Um, if you're Fletch, you can get wind for speed. Uh, That's my uh, third. I now have all the major uh, power-ups covered. I guess I'll use the chest game because... Okay, so weird thing about this game is that it doesn't have a seed system. It doesn't have a seed system. Everything is purely random, actually. So you can just... I just opened mine in order and I won. Yeah, you can just save state and reload so you get ambushed you just reload your save state and you're no longer going to get ambushed in the next fight it's just pure random there's no seed weird gee the game that makes you use a fucking roulette wheel for everything has a lot of randomness involved <laughs> no way the geppetto one was very hard by the way the question like so so like you have to keep doing the chest game over and over again to hopefully get the soul drop 
because I went to the chest game and I when I the soul drop should have been there and I didn't get it. Did you clear the first game beforehand earlier on? Which is the first game? <laughs> there's the one there's that has less, less chests. chests. I think it goes to what three rows from two. Oh, yeah, it's now twelve rows. It, twelve I did not... chests instead of six. Oh, I wonder if that resets if you leave and come back because I definitely didn't do the chess game the first time. So I went in and I got like whatever it was that they have the first time. Yeah, it's because if you haven't done the prior one, you don't get the newer reward. Okay, so I'll have to go back there too. Great. Yep. Um, also, if you hate yourself, there's a lottery number on. Saint however you say that place is island Marguerite. Saint Marguerite's island, but maybe don't do that because there's another side quest that's isn't entirely finishable right now. Yeah, and it can. also has a dick move where you can only talk to that number three times before they vanish forever. Yeah, there's a there's a should, should we at least mention what it is, or you want to save that? There's save ghosts. It. We'll go into it more next time. Yeah, there, there are ghosts. I I did this actually. I did as far as I could at this section, and I. I even did get the uh, the lottery member like best item uh, on like my second try. I so, kind of uh, don't want right. to break up side quests between recordings, so I'll f- okay. forget where everything is in the notes. That's why I'm just covering that later. If cool. you want to talk about it, go nuts. No, that's it. That's it. I just I found it when I went back to St. Marguerite and, and I did it. But anyway, we'll talk about it another time. So now that you've been playing the game for eight hours straight, uh, we go to the <laughs> Apollina Tower where is the tutorial dungeon we were in originally and um now you're taking the door that was locked on your first visit here Geppetto will mention that there was a uh, a rumor that this vault uh, that there was a vault in this place that held all of the anger and hatred of the world and opening would release the evil and resentment into all men's hearts so uh let's go check that out i guess the place is uh really straightforward because it's Apollina tower the ring souls on the way and he will do uh an impression of his wife, Miyabi, which freaks Yuri out a bit. And, um... What? So, oh, he oh, does oh, this oh. impression, and Yuri's just like, ugh, no, stop. This is, like, really skin-crawling. And the guy's like, oh, you're... I've just been practicing this non-stop for, like, a week. That was really fun. Maybe next time I'll do my daughter. And Yuri's like, you don't have to. Please don't do that. Stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and I I got a different cutscene where Yuri is the one where Yuri tries to be nice, but then uh, like, and the Ring Soul just half asses it. Yeah, you're one behind me because you missed the one in Neem Ruins that I fell onto. Yeah, yeah, and apparently we're both behind Fletch. Yeah, yes, I'm I've been grabbing the one or two. Now. I am where where Fletch is at. I saw this one. Okay, it's fun. The first puzzle, so there's some new puzzles in the dungeon. The first one is balancing the scales of justice, which can only be done with the blood of the rich. There is a logic puzzle, though, in the tower in the meantime, about the weights of different crimes. Uh, The answer is arson and murder equals execution. The second one, there are um, a series of elevators that raise and lower on chains when you flip a lever. The nice thing about this is that if you just hit all of the switches in order as you encounter them, you're good to go. Unless you want the crest that you have to go all the way back down to the bottom of this three-story room for, and fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. There's I two suggest cr- doing it, because it'll let you power up some of the best crests that you currently have going into the end boss of disc one. Yeah, uh, this I is the Paimon crest. I got this one. Uh, definitely missed some other ones from earlier in the thing. And I, I am missing one that was in the wine cellar, which I missed when I went back to the wine cellar, too. <laughs> Good news, you have to go so, back to the wine cellar again. Well, I need to go to get the soul drop anyway. So I really hate that. I hate that so much. 
It's not even it's now you don't even have the justification of it's kind of like a persona where you always go back to the dungeon after you clear it. It's you just uh -huh. go back, go back to every location after every major event seems to be the deal that they're expecting you to do. Yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, at the very least, like, you know, the fights are so damn simple. You can just like mash your way through them and get a lot of, you know, gets at least a small amount of soul power out of it. So it's not like completely useless. But yeah, it's uh, it's not the best now. To listening to Lightning Strikes Thrice. If you want to support our podcast, we are part of the Pitch Drop Podcast Network, along with uh, other shows you should check out, such as being Jim Davis and Bocono Stop. There are two versions of Bocono Stop. There is a free version and a completely different version that is for patrons only. If you want to listen to that and get other cool benefits like joining our Discord, please go to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop or tentacle.pro and uh, give us a few bucks. And of course, ratings and reviews are always welcome. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, at this point, uh, we get to the top and we meet uh, Nikolai, who has uh, seriously just been sitting here in this room since you killed um, uh, Rasputin. While you so, go to France and check out a wine cellar. Yeah, <laughs> like he's I, the timing on this just makes no sense. But yeah, he's been waiting for us just to do that thing. And uh, he monologues, uh, if he can't end Yuri, uh, that he wasn't worth a damn anyway. But as he's monologuing, he draws his sword, points it at the party, and, like, taps the end of it against the door and opens the vault. And uh, lasers of hatred fly out into the night and start escaping. And uh, he becomes the fallen angel Astaroth for the final find of the disc. Lasers of hatred is my post-hardcore band's name. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> and uh, for for my last really dumb joke of this episode... Uh, it's really good that Astaroth really loves college because we're going to take him to school. All right. All right. Someone's, someone's going to get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you have a group that combos really well, this fight isn't that bad because he's not super fast and uh, he isn't uh, that much stronger than Asmodeus. So, um, yeah, th this fight isn't really that memorable. But though you're still going to uh, want to prep for magic defense because uh he does have the bright crest uh which is the opposite of the evil crest and uh that still really hurts and yeah. uh there's also meteor fall which uh will hurt you real badly as well 
Especially if you yeah. uh, got your special defense lowered by Brightcrest. Yeah. Like yeah. enough it, to yeah, even one-shot Yoakim if that's the case. Oof. I also want to point out that I was trying to double-check this. I'm pretty sure you can't get Brightcrest in this game as a castable spell. Huh. Just kind of weird. There's so many crests left, and they don't have one for Brightcrest, huh? Yeah, Evil Crest is a thing you can already have by this point. Uh, Bright Crest doesn't appear to be a player obtainable skills. Weird. Yeah, that is strange. Am I yeah, over leveled? Yes, you I have like... been for multiple recording sessions. Now. <laughs> but well, like... What level were you at at the end of this, Chris? Thirty-one. Uh, I was in like my that's about 20s. where I am. Okay. I I I got to. Um, I think I have some characters in thirty thirty-one. I know that, like, Blanca and Lucia are, like, 26. You also effectively ground for three hours, so... <laughs> I did. I, I did spend I'm a lot of time in the dungeon with... Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely more of a level now. To put this into perspective, you two are a Game FAQ's guide writers over-leveled, because that guy says, you should be level 32 for the Astaroth fight. What? No. Yes. Does it? Yeah, that's, that's literally ridiculous. what it says. Like, I'm looking at it right here. Oh, no, I'm wrong. Level recommendation is 35 on Astaroth. What? what? That's crazy. Yes. That that's, me. I was, like, 25. Oh. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's excessive. kind of a pushover. So you kind of just, like, arc barrier, arc speed, and then just, like, win. My bad. The guy said you should be 32 for Asmodeus. Uh, that's still a lot for that time. And the, you're, that's not even by the... Oh, and the that is where uh, the big yeah okay that makes sense to me if you're if if you're lazy and don't want to do any buffs and debuffs which is what i have not done so far yeah this person also sucks at the game because they basically write the same opening paragraph for every boss fight after a certain point put the spikes accessory on yuri make sure to cast a thing that negates the negative effect of spikes then <laughs> uh-huh. over and over and over well well like yeah, it would take a lot of time to grind yourself up to that level, because like really the only place to get good exp was uh, was uh, Idar Flam, like that which seems, is destroyed yeah. now, which is gone. Yeah, so like you'd have to be spending extra time the first time you get there, just to like get to that point. Yeah, God help anyone who has to grind up this late in the game. Although it does give me a hilarious mental image of Nikolai just like listening to you downstairs beating up on things and then just walking out over and over and getting more and more frustrated. <laughs> like, you know what's kind of uh, annoying is that it doesn't seem like there you have a lot of debuff potential in this game because there's not that many spells that have debuffs attached to them. And uh, it seems like the, the crest modifications, like the add-on effects, are pretty light so far. So it's more like matching their attack buff with your defense buff rather than removing their attack buff. Yeah, or just like removing their defense so you can pummel them harder. I don't know. It just it feels like the you're you're definitely playing more defense on status effects than offense. Yeah. So when all this is done, Yuri moves in for the kill, and Nikolai is entirely willing to lay down and die, having been defeated. And then everything goes to hell because Ambassador Cato, who you may realize hasn't had any dialogue since the very first scene we covered this update, walks back into the plot. See, as an envoy of Japan, 
Cato cannot let us kill his nation's ally, who he already made a lot of convenient deals with. And Cato has also gained massive cutscene powers because he just steps over, seals the vault of evil, starts wrecking Yuri with one hand, and teleports out after telling Anastasia, hey, Nikolai's your half-brother, and he's going to try and take the throne. His powers are called the Divine Wind, Fletcher. <laughs> don't don't forget his two groupies that he got. Uh huh. Like yeah, what's up? What, with those what an guys? entrance! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like like weird sickle dude who is like doing a weird sentai pose, and then there's a chunky boy. Yeah, he's got his own Ginyu forces. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got a chunky boy and a skinny boy. So yeah, that's it. And we just get clowned on, and the game goes. That's the end of disc one. And buddy, the opening to disc two. Yeah, we'll cover that next time. Party chat. Yeah, I've I've already got everything maxed. I have the three uh, tier three fusions I already mentioned. And clearly, as the mook who's writing all the notes, I have every crest powered up that you can possibly have at this point in the game. It's great. Nice. As I mentioned earlier, I basically, as soon as I got Amon, I put all my soul juice into him. And so he's oh, level juice. 10. <laughs> and uh that i i'm gonna start like going going into fire after that because i that was the other guy i was using i was using mostly fire and dark and a little bit of light if you know if that was convenient uh, pu- uh puera puera pura yeah and I've, I've been mostly running with uh geppetto anastasia joachim and yuri like i i switched them out when i was running in the we old the exact same party yeah uh i was i was running around with uh like uh blanca and karen for like the old dungeons where everything does one damage but like who cares it didn't really do anything yeah now you have to do more damage yeah the only thing i'm missing right now is like joachim really needed that fish because like this whole apoina tower a lot of those enemies had like a hundred health and every one of his combos would end at like 98. Like yeah. even if I hit the strikes. And so like, he is like just a nudge over and those fights would have been so much cleaner. Yeah. It, with, with the fish, you don't have to hit any strikes and you still one shot the 110 guys. Yeah. Cause like those guys also hit very hard. Like the, there's the, the, there's the blade guys and the guys in the chair and, they come in like combinations. I, where I don't know what their names hit. are. I just know them as 100, 110 and 156. <laughs> that yeah, sounds yeah, about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And the 156 guy is pretty tanky, but 150, like, this is how we do it. We see 156. We swap into fire guy who is wide enough to start a Yuri Geppetto Anastasia combo. Yuri hits uh-huh. the 156. We go to Geppetto. He uses a basic attack, kills that. Then Anastasia finishes the combo with the big water thing, which if I also crit, clears out 110 and lower and finishes the encounter. Maybe maybe Joachim has to hit another guy off to the side and kill him. And that's how we yeah. create every encounter. Yeah, that's a lot cleaner than I was doing. <laughs> well, the thing is, Chris, like, hold on. Is the party composition page, does that show how your characters are, are standing in the encounter? It might. Because I had... I have Yuri all the way. He's always all the way on the left. And so no. every time I turn him into Amon, he just combos just with Geppetto because Geppetto's put, the only one next no, to him. No, put him second. It does change okay, their yeah, standing what, order. Okay, I have him good, in between like, Anastasia and Geppetto. Because you mentioned that to me off pod, and that was 
that was something I was like, wait, how are you getting like triple combos off the start? I'm only getting single, co- like two people combos, and that's why. Um, but yeah, I'm basically using a lot of Amon, and it's pretty solid. He's really strong. Uh, same party. I have Dark at level 10 with the triple, um, which did not get used in the last boss fight, obviously. Uh, fire, fire at like 7 with the triple, and Amon at 5. And um, set up Geppetto as a buff healer. I might think about moving all of the non-arc heal spells off of him. Uh, mm-hmm. Onto Lucina, that's a good idea. Uh, and Anastasia is a mage nuker. Uh, so I might just give Geppetto more dedicated buffs, which would be nice. Yeah, I, I was using like Geppetto for Gale and uh, uh, Anastasia for arc rage. So like, kind of spread it out a little bit. So... Wrapping it up, do you have any closing thoughts on uh, Disc One of Shadow Hearts Covenant? Well, uh, did, did Garrett, did you mention your start, talk about your party stuff? I did not talk about my party. Uh, my okay, party was pretty straightforward. It was Yuri, Yakim, Blanca, and Anastasia. Um, I probably mm-hmm. could have swapped out Blanca for another caster because that's all he was doing near the end of the first disc was just casting stuff. And then I'm just bad and don't use Yuri fusions like 99% of the time. He, oh, those yeah. only come out in bosses. You should just do it. It's too much animation. Oh, that's true. Well, push tab. (laughs) Too much animation. It is a lot of animation Uh, even when you push tab. That is the number one complaint I have about this game is like, I'll do the judgment ring and then immediately push the tab key to skip the incredibly long combos. Yeah, I I gotta say, like, yeah, there's a huge animation tax of Yuri changing every single time. And of course, you see him, he drops his claws, new guy comes out. Oh, it's he doesn't just... yell if you switch from one fusion to another, interestingly, which, nice oh. touch. I, I did that once. It still takes the same amount of time. It's just he doesn't drop the claws and yell because he's not a dude and he's not wearing claws. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I made that mistake once where I picked uh, like the, the the original tier fusion instead of the second tier fusion for like the fire guy. I went like, oops, <laughs> and then changed it the same turn and it didn't matter. <laughs> I think you could just like swap like pretty much for for infinity if you're just changing i don't think it actually uses the turn i I don't i think it's i think it's the sanity i don't know if it takes like extra sanity i I think it takes sanity but yeah which he has a fair bit of action yeah your man's got like 40 sanity it's fine so again do we have any closing thoughts on the end of disc one of shadow hearts covenant your answer better be fucking no You already heard me get upset at multiple things, so why rehash it? Too uh, all like like all of these episodes, too long. Uh, this one is too long just because of cutscene, though. This is a lot, yeah. But there's also a lot of playtime. Like we we glossed over the two hour dungeon. Dog, or, like, this is like twelve three hour dungeon. This is like twelve yeah, hours. It sucks. The two hour dungeon is a sucks. big dungeon, but everything else here is pretty quick. But uh, unless you get lost in the catacombs, like Chris did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just yeah. saying, all the other things are like an hour tops. They're quick. <sighs> we we get through a lot of story in this bit. I do. Yeah. I probably I probably actually just need to not start trying to play this in one day, given that all the episodes are like this. Yeah. Um, the next one is not bad from my memory. I'm doing the preliminary notes now. Yeah, I don't know. I started from I I went from starting game to end of disc one in three days. Oh, buddy. Ooh, that's a lot. That's why I reminded you like a week, <laughs> two weeks ago. <gasps> like how many hours? Like what's your hour count? 
Like 20. Okay, because I'm at 25. See? It's not just me who's getting through these really quickly. Well, that's also, I guess that's also why you're relatively underleveled, because I'm at like 24, 25 hours. Mine says 40, but also I'm using turbo mode and running into corners a lot, and I think it runs at like four or five <laughs> times speed that way. Yeah, I I, like, <laughs> if, you go, if you go through it with like a fac and like, if it really oh. is just if you go through it with a fac, it's pretty simple, because then am, you can just make sure you're picking things up. I am not using a fac. Told as you. soon as I found out there was invisible items, I went, fuck this. Oh, I said fuck yeah. this, but I'm not going to look them up either. I, I am a, I'm a selective facker. Yeah, when I'm playing this for the show, I have my prior session notes, I have an FAQ for detail checking while I write them down, and I'm compiling the whole thing into one document. So yeah, it's very possible to play through this. It takes me longer to write than it does to play. Huh. It takes like a whole day. <laughs> I don't know what. It's because the battles. I think I'm at 30 hours, and I've probably done a little more side questing than Garrett. Oh, it's because mm. it's the battles take so long, it'll run from anything. Yeah, I think the only thing I didn't finish up on disc one was I didn't do the monk trials and I didn't do the chess game. Yeah, it feels like this game is balanced with wiggle room for you to run when other JRPGs like are not balanced for you to run from fights. Uh, I would say so. I I, like because like I definitely in the early game, like in the in the mine or sorry, the subway tunnels, I ran away from things a lot. By the end of the uh, the ruins, I ran away a lot. And then the second half of. um yeah the dungeon here i ran away a lot so i feel I, like I, the exp curve really will bring you back up to speed pretty quick yeah with with the boss like giving you like six thousand you know well it's also like the mini boss fights uh with the worms like that'll give you like six thousand um experience just in one battle you could do like five of those Plus, like the the actual boss battles, you, you end up getting a lot of experience, like really, like back ended in this section. Yeah, I'm actually curious how long it takes to grind to get to 35 by the end of disc one. That's it's crazy. Got, it's got to be at least. I An bet you, if you add like, least. yeah, for like three or four hours in the in this last dungeon, will probably get you there. Like this guy doesn't seem to have any playtime calculations in here. I would love to know what their final stats were because that's insane. I want to see what they say they're at by the end of this game. I'm going to scroll ahead. Are you going to keep playing, Garrett? <laughs> I'm on the fence. Unsure. <laughs> You're the yeah. first person to not just immediately say no. <laughs> I mean, well, the, you... the funny thing is, this is a short game, really. Like, assuming that the second disc is not. Even if it's as long as disc one, that's still only 50 hours. For a JRPG, that's not that Stop. bad. You can't say only 50 hours. That's so long. That's so <laughs> much of my life. Well, I, I, I'm used to like games being like 60 to 8 to Matt, 100. I could watch a third of Dragon Ball Z in that time. But see, that's <laughs> like half of like Final Fantasy 15. Final Fantasy 15 is oddly short. Yeah, like a short JRPG is like 20 to 25. Like we Final Fantasy 15, you can do in like 12. I did it I did it in 8, but also I was like max level already on New Game Plus. Yeah. Jesus Christ, this guy says you should be at level cap. Uh, Why? Dungeons before the end of game? Why? Guy just really likes to take his time with the wheel. Fuck me. Five dungeons before the end of the game, you should be at level cap, according to this guide. Is level That's cap 99? Don't do that, uh, listeners. Oh. Don't do that. Yeah? Just like, 
fuck? Well, How? since Matt is derelict in duty, you can get in touch with us at Facebook <laughs> via LightX Thrice. Do you guys have anything you would like to share with the listeners? Yes. I, I talk about things on the internet when I'm not here. The way you said yes just made me think that was going to be it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that is it. Um, no, I I have two podcasts of my own. One of them is I bring my friend through re- re-watching Digimon at goingdigitalpodcast.com. That sounds right. URLs are hard. You're correct. And that, Thanks. You um, got to buy, buy bad redirects like I do. Oh, I should do that. Um, and then I have I have a decade-long project at journeythroughthedecacast.com where I con two of my friends to watch through 10 years of Common Rider with me one show at a time. In the most circuitous fashion possible. Really, it's, it's <laughs> my magnum opus of podcast. Are you doing really like TV release? Are you doing like TV yeah. release spacing, basically? No. <laughs> do you want to sum this up or should I? Okay, so the the elevator pitch is for the tenth anniversary of the current of the previous era. There was a show that was an anniversary show of all the previous shows of that era, and so how it's being done is we are watching up to when they visit a previous show in the past, and then we go back and watch the entirety of that show before then moving on. Excuse me. <laughs> he watched one episode of Decade, which is that show. Yes. Then watched an entire season of Common Rider Kuga. Then watched two episodes of Decade, and now they're in the middle of Common Rider Kiva. I don't know anything about Common Rider. He's the guy that looks like a cricket, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Karate Bugman. Imagine if every time we did an episode of Battlestar Galactica, we went back and watched. BSG original or BSG 80 or between each. No, you'd have to watch both of them because writer shows are like 50 episodes long. Uh So that's how that works. Really, really brilliant on my end. (sighs) I don't think he's told them that they're going to have to take a period and watch an entire Sentai show at one point. I know I brought that up. Do they know that yet? Okay. I didn't bring up that Black and Black RX happen at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually mapped out what you're going to be doing for this show and have fucking fun, <laughs> buddy. Uh, it, it gets wonky in the later half. Uh-huh. Well, uh, yeah, so for me, Bocono Stops, the only other thing I'm doing besides this podcast, uh, probably by the time this is out, uh, we'll be done with uh, Battlestar Galactica for the free feed, and or at least in the Patreon well, for Patreon. the free feed. Yeah, so if you want to hear us talk about the miniseries for, uh, and the first three episodes of the reboot of Battlestar Galactica, uh, back us on Patreon. At tentacle.pro. Tentacle.pro. Uh, we're also going to gonna start uh, Cyborg 009 soon, uh, so that'll be fun. That's not going to be soon. That's like a month. Fuck off. Yeah, well, this isn't this coming one. out for like another like month and a Two half. Two months. <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh also we're still doing jojos on the patreon version of boku no stop we, we are in stardust crusaders it sucks <laughs> it's uh it's it's if pretty you rough hear people get mad at stands oh <laughs> uh, dude dude no the eight I thought bow, you liked the that. fucking eight bow <laughs> i met you guys i'm not on it it sucks so bad <laughs> that's my point if you want to hear people get mad at stands listen to them it's not even the stands. It's that Jotaro is unlikable. You cannot have, you can't do like a Power Rangers when the Red Ranger is unlikable. 
Yes, you can. He's That's like multiple the P- seasons. He's like the POV <laughs> character, right? Yeah, uh, generally. Uh, the- yeah, that's uh, yeah. Well, we can't get into it here, but uh, yeah, listen to that uh, for our thoughts on JoJo's. That's all until next time, when we'll still be talking about the exact same thing because this outro will be used in two episodes. But uh, <laughs> after that, we'll st- uh, next. That's all until next time when we'll talk about being trapped in Japan because the world map is locked for a bunch of disc two. And feel free to cut that in half for two outros, Matt. You're welcome. <laughs> that was pretty good, actually. Peace out, fuckers. I, I'm gonna say you're welcome, but the you're welcome on both of them. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, peace. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows. You amuse me, little ants. Do you really think you can defeat me? What do you think I'm here for? Fight me. No, you will bite me.